But in consideration, in consideration of the fact that the US has just quietly surpassed $32 trillion in national debt over the past week, I want to focus on national debt, what this means for financial markets, and focus on the commentary from Ray Dalio from Stanley Druckenmiller to help us understand what in the world is actually going on. And there are clearly issues when it comes to high national debt, specifically uh, as within the words of Ray Dalio and Morgan Stanley, when national debt is being accumulated at faster paces, this should be a cause for concern. I think the fundamental question when it comes to national debt should be rooted upon, will the debt of today outpace the economic growth of tomorrow? And many people argue no, and that it should be and is a major cause for concern in many cases. Stanley Druckermiller recently brought up one major point that he highlighted and we covered on Dantons.com in written audio and video format. And he said that we're going to, I'm, I'm going to be stunned if we don't have a recession in 2023. I don't know the timing, but by, by certainly by the end of 2023, he expects recession. He also mentioned that this could be bigger than the average garden variety. And he also doesn't rule out something really bad within his own words. He said in relation to national debt specifically, that we're getting to the point now in which the interest expense on the debt is so high that it's going to eat up our ability to basically service the next generation. And I'm not even sure about the current one, according to Ray Dalio and Stanley Druckermiller. There are basically a few main reasons as to why we should be concerned regarding national debt accumulation. Number one, raises the possibility of a default. Number two, stark, implementation, stark issues for the US national leadership and national security. And also the government spending, which in recent times has basically stoked inflation and perhaps could be more persistent in comparison to the radical words of bloody Jerome Powell, transitory. So just to explain the first point of commentary that Ray Dalio hints at, this raises the possibility of a default. And although sovereign defaults are relatively infrequent, companies and countries can default on their debt. And this usually happens when a country's government is either unwilling on or unable to pay creditors. You can see that I believe there's a list here, Argentina, Lebanon, uh, Ukraine are among the countries that have basically defaulted on their debt within, within recent years. And persistent economic stagnation undermines the country's ability to service the debt and leaves it, its economy even more vulnerable to, to shocks such as a recession or a pandemic. It also erodes the confidence of foreign and domestic creditors, making it very difficult and costly to refinance your debt. And according to Moody's, chronic stag stagnation was the primary cause of the sovereign debt defaults by R Russia and Ukraine in the 1990s, specifically 1998 in Argentina in 01 and Venezuela in 2017. Just to reiterate, chronic stag stagnation was the primary cause of sovereign debt defaults uh, by those nations listed uh, just a moment ago. And this ties into my kind of commentary that I spoke about recently, the fact that the question in regards to national debt is, will the debt of today be outpaced by the economic growth of tomorrow? If no, then that's leading to a fairly disastrous situation. Now, there are obviously very slim chances and, 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 and projections that the US is going to default uh, within their national debt. Uh, and many commentators don't expect this to occur, but it's a possibility the Ray Dalio outlines, and it's a possibility that I think as investors, we must at least be aware of. Furthermore, as of August 2022, it also causes huge issues in regards to the uh, national security and also the leadership on the world stage when it comes to national debt. As I was saying, as in August 2022, it costs almost 700 billion to maintain the debt, in which is 12.6% of the total federal spending. And economists have debated whether this spending is actually sustainable. 
US finances the debt by basically selling bonds at an auction. And demand has traditionally been very high due to the size of our economy and the historic stability of the US government. The cost of finance to debt is, is expected, according to CBO, to be around 400 billion, 378 billion specifically in 21, and to increase to almost 700 billion by the end of the decade. That money is going to be spent only on the interest, not the principal. That is a staggering, staggering amount of money that's spent on the interest. We're getting to a point now, according to Stanley Druckermiller and Ray Dalio, in which the interest expense on the debt is so high that it's going to eat up our ability to basically service the next generation and maybe even fail to service this generation. It has been shown that the nations with public debt ratios of around 90% and above have had lower economic growth compared to nations with public debt below 90%. And furthermore, many observers have noted that the failure to raise the debt ceiling could force the US to reduce expenditure in sectors like healthcare or public programs, feeding in to the initiative and the notion that the national debt issue could really uh, impact the US on a national stage standard and also a national security standard. Moreover, the crowding out effect reduces the investment in crucial areas like infrastructure, education and research, whilst also creating considerable drags on the economy. Overall, the level of interest rates caused by the government's large debts can impact the nation's industries and overall economy, all of which can undermine the status of the US as a global leader. So there are big issues when it comes to national debt. Uh, it, aside from the potential of a radical default, there are also the issues of national security and world leadership. The largest national debt is also negative implications for the national security. Obviously, if you have higher debt servicing charges, then this could lead to cutting costs in spending for defense and other national security concerns, therefore driving up interest rates and resulting in high tax and retard economy growth. So you have all of these kind of issues associated with national debt, aside from the potential of a default, which would obviously impact the US on a global stage, feeding into Ray Dalio's thesis, and perhaps you could even argue Ray Stanley Druckenmiller's thesis, of the US as a place to invest. You also have the issue evidently of lower defence spending that is a possibility and the undermining of confidence among allies, reducing the ability of the US to respond to national security crisis. The impact of um, basically the national debt on economic standings could lead to a rise in the influence of rivals, particularly China, as highlighted by Ray Dalio. Furthermore, specifically, and especially due to the rising geopolitical attentions from the ongoing war within Ukraine, national security could be, seen, could be seen as a rising priority around the globe. But when you have all this interest to pay on the debt, when you have uh, a, a range of areas in which you need capital, uh, then it can be very hard to kind of instantaneously pump up money uh, to defense. It's called the crowding out effect uh, within the national debt scene. Massive government spending has also driven up national debt records, leading to inflation, which obviously hasn't been seen since, I believe, 1992. And this has led to 12 months of basic CPI being incredibly high. It's almost absurd to think that within the modern day, CPI inflation is, what, 10% almost, 7.5% uh, as a minimum. And this is against the Fed's obvious target of 2%. So a pretty drastic image is being painted within the US currently. And the chairman, crazy Jerome Powell, basically said that the sharp rise in consumer prices is transitory. But now it seems to be more persistent. Post re-election, he actually reiterated the commentary that this inflation would be more persistent and leave, in his words, a permanent mark in the form of higher inflation. So the concerns of the US national debt usually center around the idea 
of interest payments. And CBO projected that the government spending on interest would rise from 1.6% of GDP to 7.2% of GDP over the next three decades. In addition, interest payments would rise 24% of all spending from 7% today. Let me just reiterate that final comment. The interest payments would rise to 24% of all spending from 7% today, according to CBO. And CBO basically argues that the higher and the rising debt could increase the likelihood of a financial crisis because investors might lose confidence in the US government's ability to service and repay the debt. And the CBO also argues that this could lead to high inflation expectations, erodes confidence in the US dollar as a reserve currency, and also constrains policymakers from using deficits in a counter-cycle way. So a range of issues CBO estimates uh, are going to come, uh, specifically centered around the interest expense. And there is some optimism to be had, just to counter the idea of Ray Dalio and Stanley Druckmiller. And if you look at Japan, actually, you can see that the government debt load in Japan has stood as a notable counterpoint to the concerns of this nature for a decade, with the net debt in Japan, uh, I believe, uh, around 170% of GDP, and the gross debt whopping 263%. Japan's situation mitigates some of the CBO's concerns. But still, it's, a, it's an area to investigate, it, it's an area to understand. So overall, to conclude, you have a range of issues in which Stanley Druckenmiller and Ray Dalio emphasize are really important to kind of analyze and keep your eye on. Ray Dalio has been saying for many, many years now that there could be, there likely is going to be a world-changing power. And it's a possibility the US has been a world, lead, a world leader for many years now, for many, many decades. But things could be changing. And if you take into consideration the issues of the US when it comes to internal politics, when it comes to the national debt, when it comes to the inefficiency and the drastic unproductivity of governments, then you also have this interesting situation boiling up in which it seems to be that China is basically potentially going to set the stage and take the trophy away from the US as a national leader. So all of these issues in conjunction lead to a very concerning future for the US and China.